Getting all settled down in my chair. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Podcast Party. Uh, we're here to introduce you guys to some podcasts that we've come across in our scouring of the podcast world. It's a different world than the normal world that you live in. Uh, it's a dirty, unseemly, scary world that uh, most of you would be happy to not be privy to unfiltered. Therefore, we are your filter. We provide the filter that you need. We are your Brita, but you don't have to change us every three months. We'll last much longer than that. We are OSHA and USDA approved. Don't research that. Think, think of this podcast as going green. <laughs> We're saving the planet, you guys, with one podcast at a time. And by we, I mean Henry. Hi. John. Sup. Natalie. Hey. Usually Logan, mm. but not tonight. He's uh, he's out in the world doing Logan things. Uh, he will be back with us in the soon future, I'm sure. Uh, but we also happen to have a special guest. That's right. We've got one return guest, David. Hi. And uh, welcome back, David. Hi. And I'm Michael. And uh, let's uh, go ahead and get into it. Episode number five, three, eight. We've got a theme supplied to us by our very own John. That's John? right. I, uh, as you know, sometimes the themes are a little bit beyond our control, and uh, I'm I'm not happy to bring this theme to you. And we might go places, but you all know that tonight's theme is failure. Mm. Hey, you need failure. You do. People need to get ahead of it. You learn from failure. One of my favorite movies, Failure to Launch. Thank you. Yeah. All right, all right. All right, all right. Sometimes failure's a good thing. Right? The prequel to Space Cowboys. You're right. Really good. They had to fail in order to get to be... To launch. Yeah. The, the most, yeah, the most famous cowboys in the world. You know? And that's the generational preview to Interstellar. Yes. It, it's not that they failed to launch... Is that they succeeded in finding a way to not launch. Very true. Yeah. Isn't that what Thomas Edison said before he stole a bunch of stuff from Tesla? That's a good point. Isn't there, like, an inspirational quote out there that says you have to fail to succeed or something? Like, if you haven't failed, you haven't lived. Yeah. Or maybe mm-hmm. or maybe that was just, like, on the back of I saw it in, like, a bathroom somewhere. 
I mean, if or you, a Hallmark store, if maybe. you can't okay. fail, is there such a thing as success? Oh, is there light without dark? It's true. Two sides of the same coin, but no, really, like. Well, yeah, I mean, and then the only way to truly fail is to not get back up. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before, inspiration-wise. I mean, what about, you know, Gotham, you know, Batman's not the hero that they, you know, want. He's the hero they deserve. Is that what the... Yeah, the hero that they... Batman's <laughs> the hero that we need. Yeah. He's a need, not the one that we deserve. No, I don't, it's like, I don't forget. Where does and, deserve come in? It comes and there's in. a perfect example of some where, where <laughs> if people had given up on previous failings, we would never have had, like, some of the great Batman things we had. This is true. true if... Story. If we'd given up on Batman in the 50s when he was really campy and shit, we wouldn't have ended up with Batman in 1989 or The Dark Knight Returns. Exactly. If they had given up with Batman Forever, we never would have... I'm sorry, Batman Returns, we never would have gotten Batman and Robin. Exactly. The opus of the series. Thank you. Mr. Holland's opus. Mr. Schumacher's opus. Superhero (laughs) movies feel like the epitome of, like, failure leads to eventual success. Because look at the old Captain America movie, Mm. and now look at the Marvel movies now. Mm -hmm. Wow, I'd forgotten about the old Captain America movie. Mm -hmm. It's really awful. It's the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. Was it the guy that played Flash in the the TV show? Was it Captain America? I don't know. I think maybe. And the dad, the dad from the current Flash TV show, I think he's the guy that... I may yeah, be wrong yeah. on that. I don't know. No, you might was be right. I think you're right. I think it was him. And then I just remember being so creeped out by the, the bad guy in it, because yeah. I had no idea what the story was supposed to be there, but it was... I don't even remember who did that movie, just, but it just creeped me out as a kid. I just think for a lot of the movie, he's dressed in, like, normal clothes, and he has, like, a jean jacket and jean pants and, like... I don't know. He's just very non-Captain America throughout mm. most of the movie. And then, well, like, he acts like he can't lift a car or whatever. Well, it's because it was very expensive to rent that Captain America suit from, you know, a disreputable costume company. <laughs> I'm assuming a lot about the making of the old Captain America movie. <laughs> no, it was, it was awful. But you look at the but Captain America movies now, and, like, they're the best of the Marvel movie universe, I think. Hold on. That's that's pretty deceptive. You're not talking about the best Marvel movie of all time, Spider-Man 2, Electric starring Dino. Alfred Molina. Oh, that was Who I love. Yeah. It's it has problems, no, but I love it. Good. I I bought a PSP specifically so that I could buy a copy of Spider-Man 2 on the proprietary disc format <laughs> for the PSP, so I could watch it in bed. Nice. I was obsessed with that movie. <laughs> I remember, I, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm remembering right, it was the best of the three. Because I know it was definitely better than the third one. Well, The third one was just a mess. No, wait, the third one was so good. <laughs> so I'm making James Franco faces. Marvel gives <laughs> one. Please Speaking sponsor us, Marvel. Failure leading to success. Think of the iPhone itself. Like, look at Steve Jobs failing several times to bring you the Mac. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Mac could have still been back in the 80s and 90s in that weird sort of bubbly boxy thing that wasn't doing, you know, but now it's this sleek, sexy, professional machine that, you know, you have to... The perception is that you have to have it if you're taking yourself seriously as a creative 
you know, in video or audio or design or anything like that. You know, it's a yeah. They had to go through all those failures to get to the to we get to get to the iPhone. Or to oh, the, that's what the movie tells us. Oh well, fair enough. Wait, the the biopic. Which one? Because Steve Jobs ooh, movie. Because there was a first Steve Jobs uh, no, movie. No, 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 no. You're talking about the one with Ashton Kutcher that failed. I wanted that what? one to be so successful oh. because Ashton Kutcher looks so much more like Steve Jobs than Michael Fassbender does. Yeah. So I wanted that mm-hmm. one to be successful, but it wasn't. I so it. I, which one was the Ashton Kutcher one? What was that one called? Was that just Jobs? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Jobs. Jobs. And the second one was called Steve the Jobs. Apple Man. Steve Jobs. The, the third one will be called Mr. Steve Jobs. <laughs> and then the Mr. Steve Jobs. Saving Mr. Steve. Jobs. <laughs> yes. Um... I don't know, is, there any, is there any great real life or fictional story without failure in it? Because failure is an essential element of any compelling story, right? It's part of the hero's journey, right? Maybe yeah, Captain Planet, but I think that's part of the reason that show mm-hmm. was a failure. Well, no, Captain Planet, if you don't if you summon him without heart, he turns evil, so he fails a few times. Mm-hmm. I mean, every great trilogy has a has a dark middle chapter wrought with failure. Fraught with failure, yeah, such as like Empire Strikes Back. Exactly. When when the the resistance is in the, its lowest point, and then you have Temple of Doom, where Indiana Jones fails <laughs> to make a compelling child sidekick. <laughs> There's Temple of Doom, which Dr. Jones oh. fails to be a compelling movie at all. Temple of Doom's fine. Does he call him Short Round. He does. He yeah. does and call his him. Name is short Round. That's yeah. His name is Short Round. That's the that's a type of cookie. Are you crazy? <laughs> Go between them. Go between them, are you crazy? Whatever the line was. Mm-hmm. Whatever, Temple of Doom is a fine movie. Also, a prequel. Wait, That's so, right. hold up. If Temple of Doom is a prequel, yes. does that mean Raiders is the dark middle chapter? Also with Alfred Molina. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Little For like five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> for, for our generation, you could count as a cameo, but like it's maybe one of his first on-screen roles. But yeah, he's the guy that's the guy before the, the boulder starts rolling. Throw me the idol, yeah. I'll throw you the whip, then I'll go get speared to death like ten feet away. I'm okay with the film that has the Nazis with the melting faces at the end being the dark chapter. <laughs> yeah, it really is the darkest Indiana Jones movie. Um... Temple well, of Doom features him drinking blood, yeah. child yeah. slavery, There's a, a guy getting heart crushed, crushed, a monkey, guy getting his heart ripped out, monkey brain, guy getting eaten by alligators. But it's all whimsical, such a whimsical <laughs> But it is music. whimsical, yeah. yeah. Such whimsy. <laughs> Since we've talked a little bit about movies and failures, um, let's actually get to some podcasts, huh? Oh, did you have one about movie failures? I, I did, actually. Um, this one doesn't talk about other people's movie failures. This guy has actually been a, um, he's actually dealt with, uh, how to put this? He was a union guy who's worked on a lot of famous movies. Uh, he, he didn't do anything really big. He just worked catering services for some of the biggest movies that have ever been produced. Like he's really proud of the fact that he did No Country for Your Old Men's Craft Services um, he did Slumdog Millionaire's Craft Services. Actually, nine of the ten Best Picture Oscars he did craft services for. But he doesn't talk about the good movies. He talks about the bad movies that he did craft services on, like the ones where either the movie was of poor quality or the people were really rude. Um, it's fascinating to listen to. It's called... Uh, hang on, I've got it right here. Uh, it's called Life on the Craft. 
Awesome. Well, I, I, I would like to hear that. Sure. Get the inside scoop and the behind-the-scenes stuff. That sounds curious. Yeah. Um, the craft. The episode I've got is um, one that he did about a movie that he did in the late 90s. Uh, see if you can guess what it... Or, well, you can guess what it is because he'll announce it very quickly, but I think you'll well, enjoy tell you it. what, for fun, can we just fast-forward a little bit and skip the intro? Yes. So we don't know and we'll just try to piece it together? All right, I'll put it like... Maybe a minute and a half into it, so that he, I think, because he doesn't mention the movie much, like after the initial mention. So, okay. let's let's see how it goes. And wouldn't you know it, the worst one of the bunch was that Dak Shepard. Dak Shepard was a monster to me every day that I worked on set. One time he asked me for a watercress sandwich. I brought him a plate of watercress sandwiches to his trailer. He dumped them like he would dump the books of a nerd on the schoolyard, which I have done in my darker days. Speaking of dark days, that set was so dark all the time. They kept turning lights off to keep the cost low. Like, I get it. It's a horror movie, but you're also, you know, pinching the pennies, and I don't get it. You know this is going to be part of the zeitgeist. You realize that, so I don't understand why you have to make it, so I have to prepare your beef bourgeonon in the dark, okay? Don't get it. Next up, that one guy. Oh, man. What was his name? He directed the thing, you know? What was his name? Oh, I forget. He never did anything. Not before or after it, I'm pretty certain. He was a real hot shot. He was a real, I'm older than everybody else, so I can tell you what I want on the catering menu, regardless of the dietary restrictions of the people that I want in my movie. He always ate the same thing. He always ate a steak cooked raw on molten aluminum. He always wanted a pan filled with molten aluminum <laughs> and for a steak to be cooked on top of it. Look, I'm losing my composure just talking about it. It was ridiculous. Not only was it very undercooked, it was also flecked with a, a light metal that I'm pretty sure to this day the human body cannot digest. I really haven't done a lot of research. I don't know if he's still around. Wes Craven. His name was Wes Craven. Okay, got it. I always thought that was funny because he had a special shirt called uh, Less Craving. He wore the shirt that he screen printed himself. And they was like, that's my thing. I don't eat a lot of food. I was like, I don't understand you in this, this less food than other people diet. But he, he seemed to know what he was doing. He, he looked pretty good. Never seen a man of such advanced age with... Such a nice goatee. Maybe he dyed it. I don't know. I really... You know what that reminds me of? So my dad, actually, once he got off of the Merchant Marines, I started doing catering on Spartacus. A real, a real sister project to this movie. He was beaten every day. Craft Services was a different game back then. Swords and sandals turned people into monsters. Not like those Ray Harryhausen monsters that you saw all over the place, like real-world monsters. Like lock a man in a trailer in 90-degree heat, like some kind of deep south prison torture box. That's the kind of shit my old man had to deal with. That's why I quit. And then, inexplicably, he wanted me to continue in his footsteps. 
Anyway, I, I should probably get out of this trailer. That's alright. Anyway, what was I saying? Right, Spartacus. You know what was worse than Spartacus, Gordon Mild Man? Ben Hur, beaten twice a day. It, I guess it makes sense. The cast of Spartacus was much more brutal, so maybe they took it out on each other. There were whips and shit. It's a real mess. Real mess. Oh, uh, uh, one second. Uh, Mr. Fassbender, I, uh, I have your, I have everything you asked for. All right, I'm just waiting out here, you know. You, you need, do you need help or you got it? No, I, your bathroom is very nice. Okay, thank I was, you. I was just, uh, I, I have problems. Okay. I have to use a, I'm going to put, I'm going to put the recording device in my jacket and, and then go bring Mr. I, Fassbender. Are you talking to anyone in there? Is there someone in there? I like to do daily affirmations into mirrors. Okay. I like to let myself know that I'm worth something. Just. Oh, uh, hey, Mr. Fassbender. Oh, I, hi, hi. I, I brought you your toasted Reuben. Oh, oh, thank you. You can you can leave right there. On the floor. Um. Yeah, that's <laughs> like how I like to take it, actually. Oh. Do you um, just actually, do you eat it like a dog? Hold on, let me just take off my shoes real quick. Oh. I'm gonna step on it. I heard about this. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, did you guess the movie? Did he mean Skeet Ulrich? Was he talking about without a paddle? It, it was without a paddle. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah the uh, Wes Craven-directed comedy without yeah. a paddle. Horror comedy, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty horrifying. Yeah, yeah that was... other thing he was saying just made no sense. It's easy to confuse the two, though, because Matthew yeah. Lillard's in both, right? Uh, no. yeah. Yeah? Maybe? I don't know, it's been so long since I've watched without a paddle. It's Seth Green. Dax Shepard and Wes Craven. And Wes Craven, yeah, it's yeah. the trio. And uh, they, yeah, they yeah. fight an evil demon-possessed canoe. Without a paddle. Without a paddle. Yeah. They use friendship to fight it. Well, it turns out that they were friends the whole time. They meet some hippie sirens in a tree. Who revealed the big twist that they were friends, they were the, friends whole, the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> turns out. Turns I have no idea how someone could... Can be confused someone <laughs> named Skeet with someone named Dax. Right. <laughs> Just apples and oranges. Yeah. <laughs> Those both kind of sound like utterly futuristic names, like New Age parents thought, well... I just finished reading the Foundation series, and they have dumb <laughs> names, so... Yeah. Speaking of the Foundation series and the future, um, there's an interesting podcast about um, Failed Futures. It's, it's actually the name of the podcast is Failed Futures. It's um, the host goes through various predictions, uh, whether they be literary or, you know, maybe prophetic or scientific from the past, they look at things the way they were projected to be now, or in the recent past, or in the near future, and they say, oh, nope, this isn't true. It's kind of like how Back to the Future, 1980, how they predicted that, what, 30 years would have been 2015? Yeah. Which was last year. How that was supposed to be, and then we don't have flying cars, we don't have these things. It's So it's like ways that the future didn't actually uh, roll out the way we thought it would. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'll I'll just uh, I'm gonna pick a random episode. I don't even know what this is gonna be because I'm I'm that confident you guys that you're gonna like it. So here goes. I'm excited.
podcast with me, Stan Sherman. Hi. Okay. All right. We're talking about, as we normally talk about, failed futures. Okay. Failed predictions of the future. I got with me a Time magazine from 1994, Sherman. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about this before the podcast started. And you know what's on the cover of this magazine? Oh, wow. Is that... That's a beanie baby, yes. That, that is a beanie baby, and do, it, does that look like? Is that Newt Gingrich? Does, is that holding, Newt Gingrich holding the beanie baby? Wow, yep. that's a uh, that is not Photoshop because that's nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four is crazy. Yep. Well, hey, hey, don't don't leave the people in suspense. Let's look inside. Okay, let's, let's see what did they predict. What did they say? <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I guess we should tell them about it. All right. I mean, yeah, sure. I guess we could. Well, in 1994, as you understand, it was a different time. There were things going on. You know, Sherman, there were like, uh, you explained to them the world of 1994. Okay. So a lot of you probably weren't born when 1994 was around. Um, my brother and I had just been born, um, a few years back, so we got to experience 1994 firsthand. We've been born for 20 years in 1994. That's right. We were, we were 20 years old. That was just then. That was just then. Yep. And, uh... In 90s time. In 90s time, yeah. And there was, there was no internet, there was no, uh... there There was no fast food... Um, there wasn't really much of a government. Nope. I mean, the first president we ever had was Bill Clinton, so that was oh, like... Yeah. Praise that Bill. Was, that was a... Yeah, praise Bill. That was a real experiment. And, I, and like, Newt Gingrich... Uh, like, Newt Gingrich was this guy who was like... Uh, I guess we should explain who that is. He, he was... Um, Newt Gingrich was this guy who was in... Uh, Oh, God, what movie was he in? Oh, he was in, you know, the, the Mario Brothers remake. Oh, he yeah. King he was Koopa. He was King Koopa yeah, in the Super Mario Koopa. Brothers yeah, movie. Yeah, and he was in the Easy Rider as well. He was an Easy Rider. <laughs> yeah. And he, he was in Blue Velvet, too. He was oh. in the machine, and he would go... Our viewers might remember he did that Crash miniseries oh, for a while, too. Yes. But uh, anyways, he was uh, he was around at the time, and uh, oh yeah, racism was real bad too. Oh, it was it was awful, and you know we thought we'd never get over the racism. Oh man! And you know back then they said the key to curing racism would be the internet. I know, and that the, was when the internet was a fictitious. Yeah, that was before. That was before Al Gore. Oh, oh, yeah. It's actually yeah. a different oh, Al Gore. God. A different Al Gore from the one who claims he invented it. Right. There was another that Al Gore. That was, uh, you know, that guy from uh, Independence Day. Yeah. He was, uh, he was the president, and he was also in Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. That's yes. not the Al Gore that invented it. He just took yes, credit. He just... The, the real Al Gore was the one who was also in Independence Day. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah, flew yeah. the plane that, you know, seeded right. the... Uh, He's in uh, he's in the vacation movies. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, uh, in the internet completely destroyed racism. Completely. 
internet that they were talking about. That was a failed prediction, but the actual internet, the internet with a capital V in it, was going to be a whole different sort of spiel. It was going to be like a laser tag sort of room that you would go into and there would be uh, pornographic pictures on the walls and nuking <laughs> there there were there were so Sorry, many different I, just, I get really emotional about it i wanted it to be true i really wanted to be able to play laser tag amongst a bunch of pornographic pictures too big brother <laughs> God damn it. I know. I'm so God. sorry. But. Okay. Oh, well, but, but the big story we have today is Beanie Babies. So the biggest oh, yeah. sham of them all that told you to collect them all. I have this whole room, actually. You can't see it, but we're literally walking on Beanie Babies. There's we- the uh, Australian bear. There's the. The Olympic bear over there. There's the Irish bear with the shamrock. There are actually three different Sonic the Hedgehogs. Oh, like yes. from different eras, no less. Like right. it's it's they made a lot of Beanie Babies in 1994. You, you remember that black cat one? Yeah. Oh yeah, the Got Nico it. cat. Got it. Worthless. Throwing it. Throwing it across the room. I'll take it for no other reason than it's soft like a pillow. Yep, I even I even categorized them by chronological order. So you see the first one's all the way over there, and the latest one is uh, out the door. Oh, that's why it's so moldy, because it's outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the tie-dye bear. You see tie-dye bear? Oh, yeah, that was made for when Jerry Garcia died. Right. Which he isn't dead. That's a failed prediction. You can find him in such movies as... Wait, he's in that one movie. Oh, uh, Captain America. Yeah, he's he in really, Captain America. He really buffed up for Originally, that. he was the Human Torch in Fantastic Four, but and we thought that would be such a failure, but he came back. He came back. He came back. And now he's Captain America. He Captain grew America. his finger back. That was really remarkable. Oh, that was, that was pretty great. Yeah. But yeah. Those are failed predictions of 1994. Any more, Sherman? Anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, sure. There were, um, like, 1994 was, uh, was a big year for music because it was right oh. between where, uh, you know, where grunge music and hardcore, like, gangster rap were sort of hitting their stride. Yes. And um, a lot of people thought that the two genres would never mix. Well. Well, wait, that didn't know that Lincoln Park was coming, did they? They didn't know they that didn't Lincoln know Park. They didn't know that Lincoln Park. That Lincoln Park totally mixed oh, the best parts you know, you of know. hardcore rap and <laughs> grunge music. You know, guys, that podcast did you like was one hundred percent right about Beanie Babies. Yeah, biggest sham ever. Yep. I got a package of them. Put them in the put the water in the tank. Put the Beanie Babies in it. Couldn't see anything. Just a bunch of soggy bears. And even when you skew your eyes and move them close and back and far away, Nothing. you don't see a hidden picture. No. Yeah, you no, no. And no, ma- and no matter how many times you jump on them, you don't feel like you're on the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A sham from front to back. Exactly. Up and down. And that's that's just one of the failed futures, uh, yeah. you know, that that's out there. So many things have gone wrong. So many tiny variables that change... Beanie Babies were on track to be, you know, the next Legos uh, and last for 100 years or more. But 
Look you at know, them now. These little things happen. Little mm-hmm. things add up, and then Beanie Babies are boom, they're gone. Beanie Babies. <laughs> a modern allegory. I had all the Zodiac ones that came out with the Zodiac Oh, you had the Zodiac ones. Killer the Zod- Beanie Babies? Oh, wow, really? Oh, wow. they were so good. Was it, was, the la- was it one of them just a question mark? No. I remember no. seeing them. Oh, no. no. Some people might have considered yeah. that to be in poor taste. <laughs> I just applaud <laughs> the Beanie Baby. Would that have been wrong? There was like a tiger, and there was uh, a snake for me, a dragon. Oh, that Zodiac. <laughs> yeah, that Zodiac, not the Zodiac killer. No, <laughs> Damn it, Michael. <laughs> Oops. Oh. I was confused. So no. sorry. My, no. my fault. No. That would have been so interesting had they done that. I, I feel like it would be fun. Speaking of failures and miscommunication, I have a podcast about um, these... Okay, it's this old couple. And um, they're not senile or anything. They're pretty, they're pretty coherent. They're not like old, old. They're like maybe middle-aged, old... Oh. And um, no, I mean, I, I, it's good to specify because That's they're not—they're yeah. they're, they're not like Wah. like in their fifties, you they're know, fifties, like yeah. yeah. And um, they did not um, like they collect failed toys, and they don't quite understand that they were for children, so they think that they failed because they failed to entertain adults. So they're trying to figure out why these toys failed for adults. <laughs> All right. So I'm intrigued. It's just a, it's an, it's a, there's like there's this. like even there's even failed Barbie prototypes in there where they're like, why was this Barbie not entertaining for uh, for adults? For adults. Yeah. I'm very I'm very curious. What did you did you say what it was um, called? Did it's I miss called that? it's it's called um, adult playtime. Okay. I'm excited. I'm curious to see uh, where this goes. Let's hear it. No, Martha, I don't believe uh, that's where you're supposed to put it. Well, I, I don't understand what you mean. Clearly, clearly goes behind the little desk. You... You bend her legs and you put her in the chair at the little desk. Right, right, but you don't put. <sighs> she's Martha. She, she's doing her job. Yeah, but look at where the Furby is in relation to her. That's very suggestive. I, I don't, I don't think that the Furby plays into her such totally different playsets. I, th- these two Furbies should should talk and have their own relationship. Well, that's fine. I don't think a Barbie and a Furby should be communicating. I agree. But the way you've got it laid up, it looks like some sort of suggestive Fifty Shades of Grey diorama. I, I, With you bestiality. Know, you know I don't read popular literature. You just take the Furbies and you... What are you doing? Oh, they're having a Martha. conversation. Martha. Martha. They're, they're what are their eyelids doing? You just hook the eyelids together and Martha. they're having a conversation. Uh, how many times do I have to tell you, Martha? These are not those type of toys. They haven't. They're. It's just a. It's fine. Martha, a Furby. Let me explain. A Furby is made when we go into our special bedroom times. 
Yes. Furby is there. The boudoir owl. Representing the Lord. Oh. On the bedside table. Oh. To represent that, that the Lord is, is, is there to watch us, Martha. And he's there in the room with us during our, our, our sessions. Does, so to do you, you make them to... holy because on our marital bed, the Lord is there with us. You mean to tell me as the Furby rocks back and forth and goes, I'm hungry. It's talking about how the Lord is hungry for our salvation. Well, when it was made, it actually said, I'm holy. They but changed it's sort it. Of, it, it. Well, it, it, it's degraded over time. Oh, okay. And, and the, the great spaghetti Lord uh, uh, of the church that we belong to. Yes. You know, uh, is that why it failed? That's why it failed. Didn't, uh, it, deg- it wasn't made well enough. It, as wasn't, an adult it wasn't made holy slash, enough. That wasn't made holy enough. To, to hold to hold through the years, mm-hmm. Martha, and even through the six months, because we got it, you know, six months after they came out, and it was already saying, "I'm hungry, I'm hungry," and it was really distracting. It, I understand. I remember there several times when I finished and and you were nowhere near it. Time to put the Furbies in the immolation box, I guess. That probably we're for all, the best, Martha. We're all analyzed toys go, Martha. What are you doing with that slinky? I'm holding it, Martha. I'm just making an infinity. That's gonna cut the circulation off, Martha. I'm just, I'm, I'm putting it in an attractive infinity position, Martha. I don't understand why you think this is a problem, Martha. Your, your, your extremities are turning purple, and and your areolas are not supposed to be that color, Martha. Under normal circumstances, but the slinky has brought new light into my life. Just let me. The Slinky's the man adult toy. Oh, it just. Oh! It, it stretches with the man. And really? This. This fun? And it's made to fit, you know, it's as, we age, the ground. as we age, our members might turn, uh, turn a corner. Mm-hmm. They may not remain straight. <laughs> and the slinky, the slinky accommodates. I fail to see how that has contributed to the failure of the Slinky. <laughs> the women, of course, you, Martha, you have your own toys, but the, the failure of the, string, the Slinky, the problem with the Slinky was the sharpness of the metal. The classic oh. Slinky caused so many man problems. I guess the Slinky goes in the crushing box. Friction became an issue. As it put often... Put it in the crushing box. As it often does. Thank you so much, Martha. Please put it in the crushing box. <laughs> now, the next toy we're looking at course, the Boppet. Oh, the Boppet. I felt like I understood the Boppet relatively well. Martha. But it brought to my attention. Why did you? <laughs> you understood it so well, Martha. It brought to my attention that the Boppet was maybe not meant for the purpose that I had assumed it would. Well, Martha, they're, they're, it's meant for that purpose and, and furthermore, you can take it, take it out of the context of just slapping it around. I... I got the bop it and I took the little piece of plastic out the back to turn it on and it like a telltale heart in the corner of my room and in the early hours of the morning would just uh, bop it twist it now, Martha, and I had to obey Martha you do you have to but the, here's the thing Martha the, the, the bop it is more a toy made for when I am away on business I, I don't think there should be a distinction I have needs well, that is what the bop it is. Sometimes I must bop it. That's what I mean, Martha. You're welcome to bop it. When I'm not here to bop it for you. 
Well, maybe the bop it bops it better sometimes. Maybe sometimes. I'm... Martha! Sometimes is what I'm saying. I was distracted by the Furby. It wasn't my fault. I'm, I'm just saying sometimes. Maybe. It's it's different. It's it's different mm. for men and women. Marby, Marby, you're, I, you're right, Martha. And I'm, I've, I've been doing some research. And, you know, um, I went on the eBay. And I oh. found it. I found something that uh, they only have a few of them left, but I found I found something that may may help us in in, in the bedroom times. I'm excited. Um, it's uh, it's Rumicub. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> it's a classic card game, I believe. I just went by the name. I saw the name on the eBay, and I said, "Hmm, that sounds titillating." That sounds reasonably titillating. It has rub in the title. It's a. It has. It has a cub, I believe, also in the title. And if you, if you, if I, when I looked at it backwards, I think it said bukake. Oh. And um, that's in a way their couples therapy. I forgot to put that in there. But like, uh, they actually, their how they started was they had an assignment that they needed to just go over their sex life very candidly, and <laughs> they do that through these toys. So it it seems to work out. They 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 get better. Um, that's fascinating. Wait, it was a sex thing this whole time. Never picked up on that. Really, never got that. Huh. Really? Areolas. Man toy? What's an areola? Is that no? That's that's what you. That's what's on top of the house. It picks up. It picks up. Uh, that's an antenna. Oh, oh okay. We forgot. Okay. An areola is uh, like the northern lights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very Are sexual. Areola bore the alleys. <laughs> yep, just like that. <laughs> that's how you pronounce it for real. If you live there. It's a bit <laughs> sorry, Henry. We can't all live at the North Pole. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit yeah. up there. <laughs> I get what you did there, you son of a. I feel like I missed something. He said it gets a bit nipply up there. Yeah. In the I North, what's the connection? In the North Pole. Oh, speaking of nipple. Oh, yeah. like the North Pole is the nipple of the Earth. Exactly that. Speaking, speaking of nipply. Speaking of nipply. Speaking of the nipply North Pole. Um. I think it's come time that we hear a word from our sponsor. You're right. Possibly with sponsors plural. We'll have to check the ad bag. We will. (laughs) Let's go to the ad bag. I really don't want to go get the ad bag this time. (laughs) Somebody has to. It's really moist. Hi, everybody. My name's Hank, and I want you to come down to my new pretzel, Artisal Pretzel. It's a, it's a place that sells artisanal pretzels. They're they're bread tied into a knot. They're addictive like drugs. They're like not drugs. They're like drugs tied in, into a. Please, I, I have like thirty seconds left with the recording booth. Please do not roll on me right now. Could please buy my buy my. Hey, my name's Hank, and I've got a big problem with neighbor kids making noise down the street in my neighborhood. If you come down here and beat them up, I'll pay you money. My name's Hank. Hi, I'm Hank. Come to Hank's Lemonade Stand down on 5th. A small girl who's me will serve you lemonade. And it's only 50 cents. Well, hey there, little girl, Hank. Oh, hi there. I'd like to buy a refreshing tall glass of lemonade. Here you go. 
Thanks. It's 50 cents. Do you take debit cards? Of course. My name's Hank. Thank <laughs> you, Hank. You can read on the debit card that my name is Hank. I See? read it. I read it when I swiped it. Hank's Lemonade. Serving Hank's everywhere. Hank's for stopping by. Going to a baby shower? Maybe a bridal shower? Maybe you're celebrating Mother's Day, Father's Day, your anniversary. What are you going to need? A card. That's why here at Cards R Us, we create great, very non-personal cards that you can make personal. Like here, we have one that just says celebration. Celebration for what? You fill it in. And remember, at Hank's Cards R Us, you can't say thanks without Hank's. Hi, I'm Logan for Podcast Party. <laughs> and this is pre-recorded. Me, I'm in Vegas right now, but you know, sometimes you gotta travel. And what better way to travel than when Hank's Travel Company. Yes, me, Logan, says that you should travel sometimes. Get that fresh air. And uh, yeah, what's the restaurant? What do you say? Oh, uh... yeah, that's right. And yeah, you should get some Hank's Travel. Hank's Travel Service will help you. Where am I? Yo, yo, I'm MC Hank in the recording booth, and I'm here to sell something to you. If you got them problems that are so mad, then might I suggest that you get some of that. I got something that you gonna like. I think that you gonna use it on your bike. It's something that you put in that ass. It's a very simple thing. I, I don't actually have a rhyme for the hemorrhoid cream that I'm selling here, but I'm MC Hank for hemorrhoid cream. Wait, I got it. I'm MC Hank for hemorrhoid cream. Put it on your butt so you don't scream. If you don't, you gonna have problems, but you know Hank's butt cream will solve them. MC Hank, up in this bitch. MC Hank, getting real rich. Selling butt cream to people. Now I'm gonna go to church underneath the steeple. At the offices of Hank, and Hank, and Hank, we offer three types of legal services. We offer, we offer all four of us. That's right. There's one more. Hank, Hank. That's at the offices of Hank, 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 and Hank. <laughs> there are five of us now. We are growing all the time. We are Legion. We, we are, we are Hankjin, and we are also hankering for to help you with our various legal service uh, opportunities. I offer help in the commercial world. Hank, what do you offer? I deal with intellectual property rights. Intellectual, Hank. Divorce. Hank. Anti-divorce. Hank. People get stabbed. We got you covered no matter where you're going in life. So come on down to Hank, 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 and Hank. And there might be even another Hank by the time you get here. We might find another one. Call us at 1-800-HANK. That's with three A's. All right.
right. Adbag's gone, and we are going to get back to what we do, podcast style. Anybody got a podcast to get us rolling back into our failure-themed episode? Oh, you know, speaking of rolling. Oh. Actually, rolling and failures. Indeed. There's a podcast I've been listening to recently. Uh, You know, everyone in this room knows... Of course, yes. That I'm a, I'm a bit of a foodie. <laughs> sure. Oh, a bit? Uh, look, I'm a, I'm, I may have... Did you learn about food on your cruise? I may have a rolling pin. Oh, oh, oh fancy. Out. I may oh. own a cutting board. Oh. For sure. I may own a knife. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, pronounced the original Swahili. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. I, I, I don't use, I don't butcher things. Except when I butcher the many animals that I butcher for the sake of cooking and then throw away because I don't eat meat. But, so, okay, you guys might not be on board with this. You might not be ready for it. But there's this podcast about baking disasters. Oh, no. Okay. Two seasoned pastry chefs, they get together and they talk about their, their worst failures over time in their careers. Maybe they serve famous people, maybe they're on reality TV shows, but they just talk about the circumstances surrounding their failures to bake. Nice. And this one's called Rollin' in the Dough, but dough is spelled like D apostrophe O-H, like That's a sound you would make. Dough. So cute. Hey, I said I'm a foodie. That's so cute. Look, I'm a foodie, you guys. <laughs> Deal with it. Cute. Look, you guys. Just deal with it. Let's give it a listen. <laughs> I like food. I'll push the button. All right, it's time again for rolling in the dough. I'm your host, McCoy. I'm back with my cohort and comrade O'Houlihan (laughs) You know group therapy taught us to share in our failures and so we're doing that now It was Desert Storm. The boys were hungry. I was a young, intrepid French legionnaire trying to bake my problems away. That's where I ran into O'Houlihan here. You remember March? March of Desert Storm. We thought, we've got flour, but no yeast, so the cookies will not rise. No one made it out of that camp. No one. O'Houlihan, I know, I was there. We have to talk about it. Court order, O'Houlihan. We can't get you out of the facility if you won't talk about what happened. 
<sighs> proofing. Oh. It was the proofing. It was proofing. Can't proof without yeast and flour. <laughs> I just. Johnny, you remember Johnny. <laughs> we both held him in our arms. I held his foot. As he passed. <laughs> What kind of military doesn't send people with yeast? We gotta send yeast! We're just bakers. <laughs> we can't perform miracles, damn it! <laughs> I, I know. I know. <laughs> Korea. When they shipped us off to Korea. The pot roast. We don't even know how to make a crust for a pot roast. But the orders came down. And you don't say no to Uncle Sam. You don't say no to Uncle Sam. No one got out of that camp alive. Donovan! Donovan! <laughs> we both held him! Up, up. Your daughter's wedding. Oh. I don't talk about that day. Not since my daughter's wedding. <sighs> Coconut cream cake pie? Are you out of your goddamn mind, O'Hulahan? <coughs> no one got out of that wedding alive. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> Crumbelay! Light a dessert on fire, they said. Use nitrogen. It'll never go out. I haven't seen a thing that ugly since the ancient orange flambe. No. 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 No, no. Don't talk about it. We have to. No, we can't. We have to face this demon inside, this baking demon that has to be met with even though the ingredients aren't there. We had no oranges. No oranges for the ancient orange flambe. <coughs> I still have one. An apricot lodged in here. He built a magnet and put it in his chest to keep that apricot fragment from reaching his heart. <coughs> oh, Houlihan. Just... I'm so sorry for what we've done to you. Sorry. Sorry. Alright, that's a... That means a lot. I don't. I don't even know quite how to respond to that. Just with no. silence. Oh my god! I haven't stopped crying. Oh it's man, just... I just. I didn't, stuff. I didn't think I was crying, but I was the whole time. Yeah, I mean that's that's some emotional stuff right there. It's mm -hmm. like hard hitting, man. Gets you choked up. Creme brulee. It's so it's hazardous. People don't know.
I, they need to put warning labels on everything with Crimble. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Look, though, those men were heroes. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. Oh, oh yeah. He's oh, agreed. they served a country. Is there a full clip of them singing Amazing Grace? Because I'm looking it up on YouTube later. And I'm I mean, going to play it on loop. If you want a good cry, yeah. listen to the full extended version. Oh yeah. It's like nine minutes long. Yeah, because well, like they sing a piece of it every episode, and one, a fan has pieced it together into like one super cut. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, have to look that up. Yeah, I mean, nice. they've they've touched lives with their honesty. Mm-hmm. I just man, I can't even imagine how. How do you? How do you come back from? And that? you know, yeah. you think I brought you that podcast because it was about baking failures? No. I brought you that podcast because even though those men failed, they're still heroes. Yeah. Even if you fail, you can still be a hero. That you just like people talking about food. I'm really hungry. I am. I, All the time. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to mask it, but I, I get it. Don't have any money. The last thing I ate was a candle. So, uh, thank you to everyone for sticking around with us and listening to this episode, and uh, hope you enjoyed the snippets we uh, culled and put together and showcased for you. Thank you. Thanks again to David, our special guest tonight, rocking and rolling with us with some uh, podcasts of his very own. Uh, and thank you, Natalie, John, <laughs> Henry, <laughs> and uh, I forgot to go. Ah, when you oh. And um, yes, so. We'll see you next week. And thank you again also to our sponsors tonight. Varied and many they were. Good night, everybody. from front to back.